God of War. Impressions, boy. Hello and welcome to Triangle Squared, a PlayStation podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, Mr. Saw Bridges, bringing you a lucky episode 56.5. I like that. Yeah, someone actually acknowledged that the other day, and I loved because I was like, hey, look, my numbering scheme, as weird as it is, helps me... Vi- oh, like, helps me call point fives? Yeah, someone yeah was point like, fives are... Somebody said, your point five episode was really good. I was like, thanks, I really appreciate that you would call it the point five episode. So, hold on, if we have... Now, here's where we get into the hard part of, if we have a reader mail... Followed by an impressions. How does that work? It'll just be reader mail. <laughs> okay. It, it will not Point be an 75. episode. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be even funnier. A quarter, uh, a quarter of a show. Anyway, what we are doing with this episode is giving our thoughts and impressions on the new God of War. Hmm. And I got to say, first and foremost, boy. Yeah. <laughs> was it uh, a ride? Yeah, it was a ride. Uh, I, I rolled credits today just, you know, for clarity's sake. So I've done a lot of the side stuff just while playing the game. I'll get that out of the way very quickly. Uh, but I did, towards the end of the game, uh, really want to keep going in the story because I really wanted to know what was happening. And then from there, I also wanted uh, to just give a resolution to the experience as a whole. That way, when I go on to go forward for a Platinum run, I can do so freely without feeling like I'm leaving something lingering. I have that problem with games. I say problem, but I have that in games where I feel like once the story of the 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 pace of the story ramps that right. i need to keep the pace myself so i want to see it through because i'm like this feels urgent so i'm gonna go do it and but we, we should make it clear that the first half is gonna be completely spoiler free if you guys are new to our impressions um we will make it very very clear when we will jump into spoilers there will be a break uh, enough time for you guys to pause your video if you have it you know in your lap in your car or something you don't have to worry about hearing spoilers. Um, yep, but before that, I wanted to say again, we are Triangle Square Day PlayStation Podcast. In case this is your first time hearing us, we post normally every Monday at 10 a.m. PST, 12 p.m. CST to YouTube and video format. If you find us on there and you like us, give us a subscribe or consider it. Uh, and give us a thumbs up if you like the video. Comment, let us know what you think about the game uh, or what you thought about our thoughts. Uh, and we also post on uh, everything we do, at least as far as Triangle Squared is concerned, uh, on podcast services so you can listen there and don't have to worry about video at all. Uh, every time we do impressions, like you said, we always make sure that there's a, fo- a spoiler-free gate and then uh, there's a hard cut to our, you know, hard pause to make sure we move into spoilers. That being said... And our impressions don't go up on podcast services, do they? Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. I looked at SoundCloud the other day and I did not see our impressions for um, whatever. Far Cry? Yeah, Far Cry. Yeah, no, it's there. Absolutely. Huh. SoundCloud so, did not like those. I don't guess. It did not show up for me. I mean, considering that's our host, that's an issue. I know. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll check Spotify it out. Spotify already doesn't like us enough, but yeah, I'll have to look look again. <laughs> All right, Saul. So, the way we're going to do this is we're going to give uh, our general thoughts on the game from a almost pros and cons style list, what we liked about it, what we didn't maybe didn't like about it, uh, and we're going to... I'm going to go ahead and let Saul kind of give his, get an idea of what he liked about it as a whole, and then I'll give my idea of what I liked about it as a whole and what I didn't like about it, and then we'll go from there. So, Saul, what did you like about the game? What did you not like about the game? Go. Sure. So I'll obviously start off with uh, what I liked. Um, I think that Sony Santa Monica did a fantastic job overall. My complaints with the games, while they are complaints, they're very minor, and they did not take away from the overall experience of a game. And that's how I think that complaints in a game should be done, that if you at least have something to complain about, that it still did not take over your overall experience. And it did not bother you. Yeah, it didn't detract. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, obviously, mm. the overall story was 
fantastic. I, I liked all of the characters involved. And like I said, we're staying kind of low on any kind of spoilers or anything like that. Um, I, I, I grew a lot with Atreus and Kratos. I thought that, that they they had almost a humor about them in which Atreus was trying to be funny or trying to tell a joke or something, and Kratos just wasn't having any, any of it. And then the times in which they really bonded and the times in which you could see Kratos warming up to his son, as odd as that was, uh, he had like a Dr. Cox JD moment in the very like opening hour of which he tried to put his hand on the back of Atreus, but then pulled away. And he did that, I think, another Which two, we saw in the times. E3 trailer, just yeah, so course. you know. That's that, not... is, that is not a spoiler by any means. Um, I mean, even if it was, if, if, I don't think you'd care that much about that part. But anyways, uh, the game had a very, very strong opening hook uh, that was about an hour in. From then on, I was hooked and it... The overall story experience had me thinking, even when I put the controller down and the credits rolled. And I will say that, as far as the actual overall story goes, I have not played a game this gener- or this current year that I think will top it. Um, we still have a couple games to go, though. We have Detroit as a big title. We have Spider-Man as a big title. And I'm curious to see if the story in either one of those games could trump this one. Doubting it on Spider-Man, but Detroit could be a contender. So I think that if you're looking for a cinematic story-driven experience for this year. I think that you you may have very well found it. Um, but other than the actual overall story, the gameplay was fantastic. I played in um, resolution mode. Or no, performance mode. So I got that stable 60. Um, noticed drops here and there. It wasn't exactly as stable yeah. as I was hoping it would be. It's um, unlocked with the potential to go. Right. Yeah. And um, it was fine. I don't think that there was any performance. Like There was a couple hiccups, but nothing major. Um, and the, pretty much the overall gameplay in terms of combat was really good. A little bit of a learning curve, I would say. Took me about two hours to get over it. And a lot of people had problems with the attacking buttons. That actually was not my problem. Uh, it was more so dodging and learning exactly when this game wants you to dodge and roll out of the way of stuff. Uh, because, you know, it, it has the Bloodborne formula of, or Dark Souls formula of R1 normal, R2 heavy, and then L1 shield. Um, the yeah. runic attacks in the game were, were really fun to use. There was a couple that I, I found and messed around with half ga- uh, late game. About halfway through, I had the ones I, the set that I used for the rest of the game just because the value that they had. And the puzzles in the game were the perfect kind of puzzles. Um, the best kind of puzzle in any form of media, whether it is real life, a video game, a TV show, whatever it could be, um, is the kind that in which you have all the answers in front of you. It is your job to put the pieces together. Yeah. And I felt like that that is what pretty much all the puzzles were. Um, there was a couple of points here and there where you were searching for an item, then taking it back to another spot, which I thought was, was not tedious, but uh, it's still not my preferred way to solve a puzzle. And games rely on that already too heavily. Luckily, this game did not. I just said well, it was only a couple times that it did. It. And for variety's sake. And it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it know. wouldn't get the same old uh, puzzle formula a little stale. So as far as gameplay goes, you know, you already have great gameplay, great combat. The difficulty, I played on the third difficulty, not the give me God of War difficulty. but I the, did as well. I forgot what it's give called. Give me a challenge? Give I me think? a challenge, yeah. And I thought that that difficulty was never hard it was challenging it was never something i felt was unfair exactly either. that's what i was gonna it's fair yeah. um and i felt like that anytime i died it was because i had mistakes that i had made in combat and i had to fix those mistakes so pretty much it hits every nail on the head for me in terms of a good story-based action game can go um especially with things like strategy and your fighting solving puzzles moving objects around to solve said puzzles and stuff of that nature 
it worked out really, really well, including the character development, which is another strong, strong point that halfway through, I'm going to say the rest of this in spoilers, but halfway through, there was almost a little bit of a turn in the character and I did not like it, um, but I understood why it was happening. And I, I think that in terms of all the characters, all the major named characters that you see for more than a few minutes on screen, you, you pretty much have a connection with them in one way or another. You either hate them or you love them, and you're curious all the same to see more. And I think that was another very strong point in this story is the characters were just lovable. And I don't think I ever had a single moment in the story where I was like, I don't like that character. Get him out of this game. And that happens in a lot of story-based yeah. games for me where there's a particular character I don't like. Um, but that pretty much wraps up what I loved about the game. I think that it did everything a game can do well that a game is aspiring to do for you. It, it, the gameplay was fantastic. The story was fantastic. The soundtrack was amazing as well. Can't forget about that. Yeah, very, um, much, very much. If there is two problems that I have with the game, two very minor, minor problems, um, and one, one of which I will get into in the spoilers. I won't even go into here, so I'll just leave the one, the one other problem that I have. And that was not exactly the length of the game, but there were definitely parts in the game that repeated these mechanics. And I did not like the mechanics at all. Um, just because after it was fun the first time, but after the second, third, fourth, I think it happened five times total, maybe six times total of just... And this isn't really exactly a spoiler, but you're in a room, you're in an elevator, you're on a platform of some sort, and you're moving up, down, left, right, you're just moving to a destination, and you're stuck on this platform, it's just horde battle. And I did not like that. I felt like after the second time that happened, I was tired of it, and uh, it just felt almost pointless. It, it felt like almost like an artificial artificial lengthener of a story, and I'm not going to call it that, but I felt like yeah, yeah. it happened. Like, and I will say, as a, just a quick addendum there... I, I do know what you're talking about, and I agree generally that maybe it could have used less of those. Uh, that is one of the few staples of God of War that they carried forward. Yeah, yeah that's uh, and, true. And they really did cut it down a lot, though. Right, it was yeah. way more common in the other games. Um, I, well, I guess I can. I, I will elaborate on this. the other point I had um, without going into spoilers, but let me. I'll finish up with this one real quick, is that th- there was points that this game does what I call the Breaking Bad formula, and that is at the tip of a story arc, there is something that happens that wants you that 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 breaks you away, or that just has you craving to know more. It did that part great of wanting to know more. Within the first two hours, there was a fight that happened, and I'm like, "Who is that? I want to know who that is." And then there's character development and things that happen to said characters in the game, and you're like, "What's going to happen to them?" And you get to what you think is going to be the answer, and it's quickly pushed away, and you're put on a different path because of something that happened. That happened every single major time an arc was about to turn. And I did not like that. I did not like that what they were doing was it was almost a tease. And you get there to you get an, you're about to get an answer and it's taken away from you. It's not a big enough problem to take away from the game in a significant way. But I can definitely tell that there was towards the end. I knew it was going to happen. I'm like, this is not about to go is what I think is going to happen. This is not about to complete this story. Like I think something's going to interrupt me right now and it's going to happen. And it did. There were way too many story interruptions. And I did not like that. Um, I think that a couple of the side things they did have you go on could have been either cut or just completely removed from the game. Because um, some of those I felt like was not a time waster. Some of them were important it, it really, to the story. Yeah, some of them were important for 
what I will say humanizing of the story and events because it gave you more time. While I will agree characters. with you, and I did at first, I kind of liked the pulling out the rug from underneath. Yeah, you. I did too. And at then first. when they and they, they crutched it a little bit more, and, and I will generally say that I I agree and disagree on the fact that yes, it probably could have been used less, but at the same time, it all comes together so well at the end that I don't even care. Um, that, that, that's true. That's that's what it I was pays off. Earlier. The payoff is worth yeah. the the build. Yeah. Uh, but what I also think is important is that they spend time doing things that realistically could happen or would happen. A lot of the times, I get annoyed when stories go perfectly how you want them to go as well. Because right, which is you why don't, it's great. To it, throw it is a curveball. It's a, it's a Just it's a balancing time. act, and maybe yeah. it's not a perfect balance. But I feel like more often than not, the game hits it well, in my opinion. But continue. Right. No, and that's and that's true. I do like it when a game is taking me this direction, and I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? And then something happens, and I'm like, oh, no. Let me figure out what, how to deal with this so I can get to that and get that solution. But that happened almost every single time that a major arc was about to occur. Not necessarily when you remedied the problem that it happened with. It was just, and I'll get into this in a little bit more in spoilers, but it was more so that... Anytime you thought you were about to do something related to the story or solve a problem the story gave to you when you did it, almost you're almost interrupted. And then you have to solve that problem and then get back on track. And that's when the problem is pretty much solved through and through. Now, um, I want to expound on that, but I'm going to wait until you're done and I'll pick back up. Okay, well, I was going to say my second problem is, is just the lack of enemy variety. Really, okay. The, the mini boss uh, is pretty much the same exact model, stapled over and over again with different colors, different abilities, different attacks. Sure. And the game, same goes for uh, pretty much all of the enemies. There's, I think there's there's probably less than ten total enemy types. And when I think about it, the the one I like the most, the dark elves, are my least favorite enemy to fight. Oh yeah, hated those. Um, but that's pretty much it. Just really. Everything was so perfect as a whole that those two main complaints were not take away from my overall experience. I, yeah, and no, it's, no it's game's as perfect. Close, yeah, it's as close to a perfect game can get because the game is so good that it takes those flaws and minuscules them so much. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I've said about it. Like, if it, Obviously, no game's deserving of a 10, and we don't rate games to begin with, but it makes me... The, the overall package makes me think the game is perfect. It makes it feel perfect despite its flaws. Okay, so I'll I'll say based off your rating thing, yes, I do not believe in review scores. No. I believe in where it sits in my mind. It's, now, yeah, it's if, if you told me that I had to apply a number of things, we've said this before. My subjective ten out of ten is way different because a ten out of ten in my mind is something that's a ten out of ten for me, regardless of the flaws. Of course. The original Nier is not a perfect game, but no. it's a 10 out of 10. Exactly. Because so it's that, that's important to frame what I'm a 10 saying. 10 out of 10 for you. So I will say right now, if I had, God of War is one of these games that it does not matter. The sum of its parts is so much greater than everything Every else. Every yeah. That it becomes a absolutely, I could not forgive myself for not playing this game if I had played it way later and then realized what I'd missed out on. Or if well, I would have, you just, know. And just to quickly interject is that if I have a problem with a game that it bugs me the entire of the game, and then I still talk about it when the game is over. The game didn't do a good enough job of presenting me something better to get that my mind sure. off that problem. True, true. And now this is a little different because we're being critical on purpose. Uh, no, but, yeah, that is true, yeah. Uh, also, uh, to expand a little bit on what you're talking about with the game kind of throwing the curveballs and detracting you off of things, uh, again, I do agree that it did a lot, 
But the one thing that I really enjoyed, and I think it, that I say I really enjoyed, but I think the thing that strongly justifies it and makes it okay is that it was always in the name of story and character exactly. development. It's always actually in the name of character development. And it's not even a lot of the times that you get pulled off the path. It's actually to really develop some characters, right? And, and, and if that, you didn't have that, I'm not sure that the game would have been able to make you connect with the characters because this game is at its best when it's at its slowest. And that sounds weird. But the way the pacing is handled, and there's a lot of things that go on that you're like, oh man, this is so cool. But the parts that will probably stay with me forever are, are the, the parts slowest parts that are slow and very personal and very touching. And if you didn't get these, and you didn't get these very, here's what we got to do, this is what we're going to show, this has a purpose. You know, you talk about Breaking Bad, and that's a great example because while Breaking Bad does throw off a lot of things, everything in Breaking Bad has a purpose right. and builds towards your eventual viewpoint of every character and everything that happens in that show. That's exactly, Same thing what, happens exactly here. what I meant. Yep. And that's important. Uh, so I, I agree that it's a problem, but it's a problem that if it's going to have to be a problem, it's one that has a really great caveat as to why it's doing it. Exactly, yeah. Um, and that's why I can forgive this, this kind of a flaw. It was frustrating, I'm not going to lie, at, towards the end of the game to get get answers that I wanted because it just felt like it took so long to get there. But at no time did I put the controller down out of boredom or frustration to sure. get those answers. Sure. And it worked out well. Right, well, now the thing to talk about things that I don't, and, and is this is going to be really weird because of the way the game lingers and I'm, and I'm still very fresh in it. I'm sure maybe when I have a little bit more time, uh, I will have something that I really, really think. The only thing I can really say that I dislike about the game is the same thing as Saul, which is this idea uh, of pulling you away. But like I basically said, there's a really good reason as to why it's doing it, so I don't even count it against the game. Uh, so I'm going to move on to things I like, and I, I want to agree with Saul, first of all, that the combat is fantastic. It is probably the greatest example of having a dev know something is right for you and doing it even though you didn't know you wanted it. Because as soon as I got it and I got it in my hands as a long time fan of the series and I've loved the combat the entirety of the series, this is now my favorite combat that the series has ever done. Uh, and I was actually telling Saul that at one point of the game that I kind of have a wish that I could just go back and play God of War 3 in the entirety of this camera angle because you just start to love it. There's so, it's so more, yeah, you do. it's more, it's way more weighty. It, and there's something about it. The original games, because everything's pulled and set cameras, sometimes you would do things that didn't feel like your hits were connecting. Well, to be but honest, every hit in this feels weighty and concise and like, wow, I really just hit that, that person. As someone who just played God of War 3 for the first time, I've played the first two, but God of War 3 for the first time, like what, two months ago? Sure. I can tell you right now that game is nowhere near as weighty with the regular enemies. Yeah, it yeah. is the a only time solid that you get a, yeah. heft when you hit an enemy in this game. Yeah, and when uh, no, yeah, whereas three, you only really get heft when you're doing big scale boss, boss fights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I definitely I, I love the combat where they take it. I think that my biggest pro I'm going to give them is that I cannot believe, and I, I worded it this way earlier to someone. This is probably to me the best reboot slash sequel that has ever existed. It's one of the only, probably the only, I can't even think of another time that this has happened where you get not only a reboot, but you get to continue on with the character in a world that is also, you know, knowledgeable, or at least, you know, it, it references back to the fact that this previous world that we spent this time in is connected, even though everything about this game and everything about Kratos in this game could have been the first time that you see it. And that's, and what's crazy is there's only one other game that comes to mind and it's from another major series and it's a link between worlds. 
because it's essentially the same style, and it's essentially one of the best games in the series too. Okay, so it shows you that that yeah, that there's this something series, to that. That, the, that the way this formula works is effective when yeah. done right. Because so, I'm sure it could be done terribly wrong. <laughs> the what I what I take from that is that no, no publisher, no studio has the excuse of making another sequel that is just bland and doesn't change anything and tries playing it safe because while I understand, and this is very important to talk about, gaming fans and, and, and fans of a series as a whole are some of the hardest people to please that there is, and I understand because I've been part of it. You get to this point where when a developer tries to make a change but somehow just doesn't pull it off or doesn't believe in it enough or give it enough of its due diligence to make sure that it's going to do it in a way that proves to you that you needed it that way, it comes off bad and, and the developers get backlash for changing things. Uh, and then the other problem is, is that they don't change enough. They get backlash from people who are mad because the game is not changed and it's stagnated, which is basically what Ascension was for God of War. It was like, that's what here's heard. a game that's okay, but it's it's received poorly because it does nothing that reinvents the wheel at all. This is a game that by all means was unnecessary instead of just being another game. And this, I mean, yes, there's story that comes out, but what did you give me gameplay wise that I couldn't have done in the other one? And that's, and, and it starts to be a thing. And so I'm so glad that they had the balls and I really mean the balls and that Sony had the balls to say yes to this. And I really hope that the effect that this has is that other studios and other people, and I'm just throwing examples out there. If Halo were to go back to the drawing board and say, what can we do with this series Third that person. feels decidedly <laughs> true to the series? Third person but battle completely royale. reimagines everything that we've known about this game and its characters while still letting you care about Master Chief. Would that not be amazing if they could pull I, it off? I felt now, like again, they tried that with Halo 5, and it did not work. See, but Halo 5 also felt too similar, definitely from a campaign standpoint, 2, 4, 3, 2. Well, in a way, yeah, but it's, it's also rare that a game developer that you could tell how much Corey cared about this game. Yes. Uh, just based off of his reactions to the reviews, you can, care, I will you say, can see how much he put his heart into this game. That video, after playing the game and finishing the game, I feel like I understand him in that video even more than I did. It's like a weight off of his chest that I cannot imagine I could bear. And you know what? I, I go ahead and shout it out. I am proud as hell of him oh, for that I, because I'm no sure idea. he is so proud. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the studio for help, you know for helping realize that vision, and I'm sure that a lot of it was around him too. But going back to things I liked about the game, um, the the openness of the world that's actually very surprising because it's not an open world. It is an open. It's like an open overworld. With a bunch of different hub worlds, it's like a so it's like a a center area that you can go to, and then there's a bunch of connected hub worlds that you go and spend time in. It's almost Demon Souls, it's, very it's much. Very so. I mean, it's a very great thing. Souls. They use it's a just lot. The hub worlds not is not big in Demon Souls at all. Yeah, whereas the or Bloodborne too, I yeah, guess yeah. That, that works. Whereas the idea here is that you have one area that you can go to that has a bunch of extra areas that you can go to, like even the main hub world, uh, Midgar. I'll, I'll, I'll be enough to say that. Uh, I think that's a spoiler. Okay, but yeah, but anyway, uh, when you're there, you have a bunch of the stuff going on in the outer parts. Like, you get to this one part, and then you're like, okay, well, this is probably it, and like what I've already done. But then you start being like, no, I can open this, 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 and this, and there's way more here, and I can't believe that's even part of the map. I thought that was just permanent fog of war, like it doesn't exist. But then I opened it, and I was like, wow, this is big. And the crazy so, thing is, 
this isn't exactly a spoiler by any means, but you don't go to all the realms in the story. Yes. There's three or four realms that you can, or three. There, there's a lot of options. You go to optionally. Yeah, there's a lot of options on the game, and I love that. So uh, the game's sense of exploration, when the pacing of the of the story is set to a point that I felt like it was worth me taking the time to go out and explore a little bit because it felt right. Uh, and I, some of it comes down to the characters. When I was playing with Atreus, I felt like Atreus was curious mind and that he would like exploring, which made me want to go explore with him more. And, and the, the audio cues of like, hey, we could go do this if you want, or we can go explore. The game reinforces it, it, that yeah, you can do this. Great. And now I do like that, you know, and if you go ahead and decide to do what you want to do, it doesn't, it doesn't shake its head or nod twice. It's just like, okay, we're back on, here's what I want to do. It, and I, it, it was odd that it I wanted to... You. I actually felt, and one of the things the game does really well, uh, is that you interact with Atreus, and they've already said this, but you interact with him through the square button. There's a lot of times throughout the game that you actually get to do stuff with him where you are basically in control of him, but not as a full control, but as this weird secondary control that's really well done, and it makes you have a connection to where you somewhat feel like you're playing and overseeing the events of Kratos, so you do want to do the things that you feel like is right to what Kratos is feeling in that moment, but you also feel like this pull to also want to do some of the things that Atreus wants to do because you understand where he's coming from and, and his the, curious nature of being a kid. So it's, it's really interesting and wanting to foster that curiosity while also do what Kratos needs to do in this journey because I feel for Kratos. Uh, and uh, another thing to this game's credit, like I've said, is that this, you can come into this game completely virgin to the series and you will get everything you need from this game. But having the framing of the other three games makes me care that much more about wanting to see Kratos through this journey. And, um, and, and I am curious to see from some people who've never played God of War played this, I'm curious if they felt that same sense of devotion to Kratos and his journey. Um, and realistically, just like me, because like I said earlier, I played the first one, I played the second one, beaten. I can't say that I've beaten the third one, obviously, but I know the the gist of the series enough to to. So it was emotionally impacting to me too, because yeah. like I could understand what was going on. I understood what Kratos was when they alluded to that. Yes, I, I understood when they called him Ghost of Sparta. I'm like, okay, I know this. I know, I understand all of this, and I even explained it to my fiance as we were playing the gist of the series and how I already know how three ends. And I'm not going to spoil that here if you're playing it. I would suggest playing it because it is a fun game. Or at um, least if you want to and you and you don't and you haven't played this yet and you want to go into it with more of a, a connection to Kratos, I would say at least watch a little bit of a story recap about the three. Yeah, a, it, that, it only I think you could like probably pull that off. So. Probably ten minutes to yeah. understand the entirety of the first. Joke. Yeah, sir. But uh, one of the last things I want to touch on too is uh, the systems in the game. I actually really ended up loving the RPG systems, which is odd because one of the things I did was actually I think Liam did very similar to is I took things that I got very early on. And I realized that they fit the build that I wanted the most. And I went ahead and maxed them out and I kept them. But as you can go through the game and you find these different items, as you do different side quests, you get different items for free or you can craft different items or you can... And this is all gear. And what I liked about the game is while I kept my set of gear and then upgraded it as I see fit, and I even though you know he was talking about the runic attacks... I actually kept those because the ones they give you up front really fit the play style that I wanted Yeah. Uh, because it gave me more variety in my attacks. But what I liked about it is that the from all the way from the runic attacks, from the light and heavy runic, what your talisman can do, which is an equipable item, what uh, you have uh, enchantments that you can put into slots on your armor. Even stuff like every the, bit the, the of the handle of your weapon. Every bit of the meta actually went towards a build, and I actually, this is crazy, because while I did, it, it's very similar to what I'll say about Bloodborne, which is that the game has all this different armor, and yes, there is some, in this game, there is some armor that's just objectively better. There is a, a you know, you're going to get it, and you're like, I want to put this on because it's a better version of what I have. 
But whereas Bloodborne was like, oh, none of the armor is really better than the other, but they're all different builds and they all do very different things. And this game, you can carry multiple sets of armor if you want to constantly switch your armor around to benefit the play style about what you're going to go fight. And the game, I think, supports that pretty well. The openness supports that pretty well. And even parts of the story support the wanting to change what you're doing if you really wanted to. And the game doesn't limit you at all. Nope. In mid-combat, you can go and change every bit of what you have I on. I that, too. To be able to go, I realize in the moment what I'm lacking in. I can go and change it if I wanted to. It's I didn't very normally. Very game does that. But I liked it. Because not only that, you can buy skills. And you can buy, you can, I can be like, Atreus should be doing more damage. I'm going to go upgrade this. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, well, and the I'll, only I'll thing that you're thing. tied to, and this is again just on the mechanic side, I don't think it's spoiled. The only thing you're tied to is that upgrading your weapons does have to take place at a shop, um, and that's because it's a smith, you know, who is who's messing with your weapons. And the Dwarven Brothers are fantastic. Yeah, I again, absolutely love the banter between I, them, and I love how they're they're polar opposites of each other. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, the supporting cast, I do agree with Saul. There's never a moment that you see the cast. It's he says. That, you know, you, you, even if they're people that you aren't, you're like, they're not good necessarily. Are they, you know, they may not be what I would consider a good person or bad, but, but they're all human. And I think that's the best thing is that even, kind of. even well, well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Even the bad guys, you do actually feel for them because you, and, and other games have done this, but I'm so glad this game did it so well because every supporting character, which is like you said, any character that you see for more than once, pretty much is what I'll say. Right. Um, every character that you see more than once, which is the majority of the game are so well written personalized i mean every character i would I, say that every that's just about every voiced character yes because i don't I, think there's any other any other characters in the game that's not voice like enemy wise actually i'll say that in general yeah every character in the game is important to some extent and they yeah. all stick around to some extent in the story and they all have a weird impact and there's like a everything comes together it's really interesting the way they chose to go about doing this but i even thought that the people who are the protagonists were very relatable yeah and it's funny because you you see them and there's things you're like i obviously don't like them and i want to and i wish that this wasn't coming to this but at the same time i understand his plight Right. And I understand why this is important. I understand why this is important to her or him. I mean, all these different people. You just you, you see the characters and you're like, I get this person. I don't have to agree with them. Just like you, you just like we're talking about Breaking Bad. You don't have to agree with them, nope. but you like the character and as, like as a, a human person. You're like, I don't have to like you. I can hate you, but you're a good character. Exactly. Uh, and, and, that's, and, that's and that's really that's, important. That's where fine writing is. Everybody hates Joffrey as a character. You can say he's the best actor, one of the best actors in the world, though, because that's his extent of acting. You hate that. So so many people hate the actor so much. That, that's just the biggest compliment to the actor. Because like you're really that's selling how good this experience. they are doing at their job. But uh, I think now, I think it's a good time. Can you uh, hit your laptop over there? I think now is a good time, uh, judging off how long we've been recording, to go ahead and go into spoilers. Do you have anything to wrap up? I do not have anything to wrap okay. up. I just say go get the game. And that if you want to ask what our recommendation is, I mean, yes, recommend. Go get it. it must, it's a must play. And do it is, not. It is one of the few times where I finished a game and I absolutely am like, I can't even fathom telling someone that this game is not for them. Even though I know it exists. Right. I just can't bring myself to say the words. And uh, I will say that do not go past this point if you think you may not play the game because once you spoil like i'm going to say that the ending is detrimental to yes. what's going to happen with the series and it is something that you do not want to spoil for yourself if you have the slightest doubt in your mind that you may play this game yes so, i agree and so and then the secondary thing i'll say is that if you've not played or if you've not beaten the game by this point 
I would or the first urge three. you to I'll say co- that too. Yeah, or the, or the first three, whatever you want to do. I would urge you to come back when you're done with the game and listen to our thoughts here because I have a lot of things that I think are really interesting. I would love to hear other people's thoughts on yep. this. Um, so anybody so, who has been listening up to this point, comment in the uh, down in the below. Let us know what you thought and let us know what you think. I'll take this moment out to ask, which hopefully will not provoke anybody. Please do not put spoilers in the comments. Uh, yes, I know we, that's, we will remove them if they do. Yeah, so. I will be quick to moderate the, for the comments for this. But I, hard five, four, three, two, one. Spoiler. If you're still time. here, you got like two more seconds to uh, uh, to get out. But man. Half Life Three confirmed. Okay, um, Atreus is Loki. <laughs> like that sounds like a joke when you say it out loud, but that's. I want to tell you right now, man. It's funny because this is this is me and Saul's first time talking about the story like this because I just finished the game today and we were coming together. Uh, Saul, oh my god, dude! Every single thing, you know, I'm talking about everything's done in in the name of character development. It was from Atreus falling ill. Yep. And, and, alluding, and what that is, why, and yeah, alluding sick. why, bringing him back to Freya, learning that it's Freya. I mean, obviously, everything has a part, and I cannot believe they pulled this off that way. I mean, from going off to every bit, that's why I say, like, yes, you may get mad that you were pulling off because it's like, oh, here's the here's the highest peak of the mountain, but apparently it's not the real highest peak in all the realms. Oh no, here's I got the highest so peak in all the mad. No, no, but no. I can't go through it. I'll tell you right now, the thing that made me the most angry at this game. Is that you get to the top of the mountain, and that's the point in which Baldir and everybody's up there for the first time. Yes. And then you you meet Mr. Mimir, who's also another fantastic character in the. He's actually one of my favorites. But you you do you have to go off and pretty much grab something. I guess we could spoil it at this. No, point. yeah, I mean, we're, we're in spoilers. spoilers. So yeah, you have to go off and you have to get a key to go through the gate of Jotunheim. You get back up there, and then surprise. The gate gets destroyed, and it's like, that's one of those things I was talking about, like, you can't, that's what I was saying earlier, is I knew that would happen. I knew the second I would get back up there, the gate would, something would happen, I would not be going to Jotunheim sure, right now. Sure, sure. But that's what how, happened in that moment? What do you see? You see Kratos, I mean, you see Kratos. A dragon ride to hell? Oh, yeah, no, but hold <laughs> on, hold on, no, but this is what you see. You see Kratos this entire time after he's told his son that you are God, and you, at first you think, well, you, yeah. you think Atreus is handling it well. Just He's for the not. entire moment up to that, he starts to become like you're saying. There's this turn in him, yep. and I went from liking Atreus to being like, "Get hit!" Like he's he's like I was like, I was Don't like seriously, do this. man, you are just." I, and I thought it was odd because Kratos is not saying much until there's no one around, and then even then he's being kind of scarce with his words. But he's yeah. trying. You can tell he's trying to let him process what's going on, but he doesn't want his son to be like him. But all the way up into that moment. Atreus is being a dick, realistically, yeah, he's, he's right? And then what happens? Even when you break the gate, he's mad at you. He's a dick when, because he's got this new stigma in his mind. But then what happens? Is Everything Mondi? that happens that causes that, yeah, Mo, uh, Modi and, Mo, and Magni. Okay, he kills Magni, though. He kills Modi. Modi, that's right. Okay, Magni's so he, who you the kill. The second he kills Modi is like, okay, he's like, we're gods. We could just do whatever. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, I, was I was like, like I'm going to have to kill him, aren't I? He's going to be the bad guy. I'm going to have to kill him at but the end you know, of the game. Yeah, so when you see that going on, though, and you get to the top, and then he's mad at you, and he shoots you because he thinks he's going to be the Mr. Badass. That and, pissed me and, off, too. And fight Balder. Oh, my God, did that piss me off. I, I was so mad. I was like, kid, we're here. We're about to go to Jotunheim. Now you just see, caused but, me another four hours but what of happened? He realized that, A, in that moment, he may be a god, but he is not invulnerable. That's, yeah. He's not as strong and as headstrong as he was making himself out to be. He built himself up too much in his head. He started to think about what Kratos has done and how Kratos has had to temper himself, which he realizes. And then 
Well, and all we, this goes down. He goes to hell, and he starts to see these things he's done for his own through his own eyes. Which is, you know, it's an interesting thing because in real life, you don't get to reflect on the things you've done. No, not that way. So when you're in hell and you see these visions, and he physically sees himself and, manifest, and killing he's like, the guy. That's not me. And yeah, and it's like you can tell he's like, oh my god. He, he he was in complete denial at one point where he's just like, I didn't do that, did I? And it's like, yeah, you did. You got you got drunk on power and you killed somebody because you. And, were and, and I think it's also metaphor metaphorical. Like that's not who I am as a person. That yeah, that and it's double sided that. And way I too. think that so it kind of plays off both ways. But that moment to me when he sees himself doing it and you start to see him calm down and become more his smart thinking things right. through, being compassionate, and when you see that come back. I thought it was, A, a great way to return a character that it was fun to play with him as a character that way, to go from liking him to hating him, to hating him almost, and then back re- to liking and him, him and seeing the way in which they redeem him. Yeah, uh, Seeing Kratos as a character throughout the entirety of the game be redeemed in such a way that he is and constantly fighting himself. And you can see that he is making a very, very conscious and inner effort to keep himself from doing the things he's done before. Right. And every time that he breaks out into the, the rays of Sparta... Every time it's because, in terms of when the story the calls scenes, for it, yeah. it's every time because there's no other way. Yep. And he he's learned that, the and he says a line in the, in the game that I love so much, when he's like, the power in any weapon comes from here, and some at the heart, right. but only when tempered by the mind. Right. And I was like, I love it, because and and he, was, the, he was his sole opposite. Everything he did in the other game maybe may have given him power, but what did he achieve with it? Nothing. Well, killing all the gods in Greek history. Exactly. Which, but how did that, that further? I told him? you guys not to listen to us if you never played the first three, because now I just pulled the first three yeah. games. So you, if yeah. we're gonna go into that part, my God, when you go back for the Blades of Chaos, and it's funny that I had a feeling, but there well, was nothing I could possibly do to have detracted from even if I would have even if I would have said every word line for line, seeing it and experiencing it in the way that they shot it and filmed it and played off of Kratos. Yeah, it was so. What's strong. ironic is that you were talking in either on Twitter or Discord to somebody, and they're like, "It'd be so." Oh, it was Twitter. It was, and it was during you were responding to an older comment about the giveaway, and you were, and so I said, "Like, I want to hope. I hope they use the Blades of Chaos again." And you're like, "I, I could see that, but it'd be a, a surprise for certain." An hour after I'd gotten him, I'm like, "Oh boy." Well, now see what I said is that he said they hope they use him again as a main weapon. I was like, "Eh," and now I guess to an extent they did come back as a main weapon, and I, I also had a feeling. To be fair, as like I started playing again, yeah. whenever you're having, whenever you fight the ice people that your axe can't hurt, I was like, they're not going to have you go through this whole game only punching people. Well, I, I, so I was like, you're going to get some kind of I, a weapon. I, I got eluded at the very beginning. It wasn't exactly towards the blade, blades of chaos, but it put it in my mind when he put uh, Loki slash Atreus into the the basement. He and he said, "I thought you said never to go down here." I was like, well, what's "Something down is there? down there." Yeah, I was yes. like, it's like what's what's in that basement that he doesn't want Atreus to see. And so that's that's what I love, and that's what you said earlier, is that there's almost every line of dialogue alludes to something. And, and it's it not- all pays off in such a satisfying way. And it's funny how a lot of it pays off in the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. Towards, towards the end That's part. why I was getting so anxious to get to the end, because I had a million questions. And that, that almost is another small negative, is that they... You see Baldur in the first hour of the game, and you don't see him again for nearly six. And yeah. And I, like, it's a burn of they, they why? answer a lot of or they ask a lot of questions in the very beginning and they don't get answered for quite a while. So my mind was racing with like, what's this? What's that? And then like, there's and then there's the a million more this? questions yeah. coming. Like, oh god, what's up with Atreus? Yeah. So it was just kind of like, and that's kind of another thing is that if you do know at least a little bit about Norse mythology or the history of God of War, you knew who Balder was before I did. 
because you just knew about Norris and I didn't. Yeah. And then a little bit. And I'm not super knowledgeable. Well, say, obviously, Atreus is the son of a god, so he's he's a god in some way. Um, but the last boss fight was really really cool. I will say that much. The 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 boss fight between Baldur and then Freya enchanting the fallen giant again. What was his name? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I want to say it started with a T, but because I kept thinking it was Thor, but it wasn't. Um, but I thought it was really, really cool, and and just the Dragon Ball Z aspect of the game. Like it's crazy. The second we fought Baldur in the first hour of the game, and I was like, "This is Dragon Ball Z." And then to go on Twitter and see people talking about how, like, they're like, "I'm not saying much, but man, God of War sure is Dragon Ball Z nowadays." I'm like, they know exactly. Like, they're thinking of exactly the same thing I thought of in the same fight. Yeah, it was um, very interesting to see, and I think that it, it's the story was handled so well. I, I just it, it's literally, I, and I'm curious as to how much as I start going. You know, I said my favorite part of the game is these small moments. How many more of those do we get? Because one of the things I thought was interesting is the thing they showed at PSX or PGW or whatever it was, maybe even E3 again, when they showed off the new segment and it was just uh, Atreus and Kratos going through and seeing the Soul Snatcher thing or whatever it was. That's not even in the story. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if that's going to be DLC. I don't think so. I think it's in the game, but I think it's side content. So I'm wondering how, many, how much of the side content too, yeah. has these small moments again that you get to get even more of a build. Now, don't get me wrong. The relationship is already fruitioned out, and, but right. I would take way more than well, that. And that's, and that's because a, the father-son dynamic, it's funny because while The Last of Us, and a lot of people want to compare this game to The Last of Us, while The Last of Us did explore the idea of a father figure, this is the first time we've seen a direct paternal connection and it's funny because, yes, it is an escort mission, but this is the second time that we, in, in recent memory that we've seen an escort mission can actually be fun. And that's so crazy. Well, because, and the reason they're fun is because of the character development. Because you, you were talking about character development being one of your pros. That is the pro. That is it. Yeah. This game's story would not matter that much if you did not have the character development to temper it in the long run. So going on the future of the series, do you – I have two questions. <clears throat> and we, got, we, we lightly talked about this before we started filming – what do you make of the mural? Mural? Uh, yeah, with at Jotunheim, with the Kratos laying like on uh, like a Atreus, basically, and then what looks to be like smoke or a spirit coming out of Atreus. Well, it looks like it looked, I I don't know if it was that. I felt like it was Kratos dying. I but think, well, I think it was. I want to say it might have been by his hand because it's almost the way they were talking about it. Prior bringing back in, the idea of, of sons killing fathers again because yeah. that's a prominent thing in, in, in it, mythologies in general. Yeah, so it's almost like I wonder if something's going to happen, and maybe something corrupts Kratos. Maybe something um, happens to Kratos and he can't go on, and Atreus has to kill him, or if Atreus ultimately ends up being. Oh a bad man, guy. I would actually love that as an idea of. Turning the idea of sons always killing their father on his head by making it to where the son has to. Yeah, and see, not because he, not because of vengeance, not because of anything because bad, of something not because of fear, but because, but yeah, to take pity on him, basically. Or, yeah, that or, would or, actually or, uh, mercy. do. That would be a really cool idea. Now I don't know where it's going to go, but it's obvious to me that with uh, and I already knew playing the game, I was like, I feel like what we're going to be doing is starting Ragnarok. I was like, right. no matter what. Now, I will say this. If I'm not mistaken, in normal Norse mythology, the death of Freya is what brings on uh, well, Ragnarok. Now, I find it odd that they flipped it because, like you said, this game does not follow exact Norse mythology. They flipped it on its head. Because Loki and is I not thought, Thor's brother. Here, here's my entire that, time. Because that's not I'm, a Marvel thing. That's an actual Norse thing. Yeah. And if, if there's no way that Thor is the brother of Atreus, but it's crazy that he showed up at the end. True, but I will say this, though. So going back to that, though, while the whole time that we were doing the fight between uh, Balder 
and, and that she was there, right. I kept thinking that I was somehow going to screw up and, and trying and to Freya. and kill Freya because she was going to jump and basically pull on Athena and sacrifice right. herself. Uh, and I still thought that would have been fine. Then whenever you start to see Balder walk up and then Freya's going to let her kill him, I thought that Kratos was going to let it go because it was at least like, you know, it, it was, it was a, the cycle to an extent, but it was also like she's willing and he's willing and this is not someone doing it. It's still through vengeance, but she's giving it to him. Yeah. And I'm sure in his mind, the reason that he stops it is that it's still a cycle. If he gives into this impulse to get revenge, he'll know it'll be so hard for him to break out, which he knows from his past experiences. It, it, yeah. Uh, but I thought that even and then I was like, okay, this, he's going to kill Freya. This is what's going to happen. And then Freya is going to go, and, and Freya's death will cause Ragnarok. When instead, we don't know if that's you the don't thing. know what caused Ragnarok. See, what I'm curious about is that. So, I mean, apparently Balder dying because it's saying that when his body started going in the snow or whatever, that it started snowing heavily. Right, but, and that's the foreboding storms of Ragnarok. Yeah, that's step two, and I think that's where the second game is going to take place is during this storm and during and and. And maybe you're pursuing, or you wouldn't be pursuing Freya, but maybe she's pursuing you. Uh, Kratos alluded. Yeah, I don't know because actually, by the time something. it was done, yeah. I, I feel like maybe she's not going to hold to that right. promise she gave. I think it was even a, Kratos said that. He's, he just I, needs I think time. It's, yeah, and I think that that was true. And he said he chose this, and then she was right. like, "I will do blah blah blah." But then when he was like, uh, "It couldn't continue," blah blah blah, and then she was like, "Well, does he know?" And then him, Kratos very plainly saying, "Look, Atreus, listen." I've done this, this, right. and this. And this is why I know. Almost redemption this is, for him at that point. And I think that I think that kind of, yeah. And now whether or not she comes back will be very interesting. If it's like a, almost a Civil War style thing where it's like a respect for each other, but they're still like, I don't agree with what you've done. Well, I think, I, I don't think, know. I think the second game is going to go with Thor being the main bad guy. And maybe Thor in some way or fashion killing Freya or having you kill Freya and then you killing Thor. And I think that's where we're going to see Odin for the first time. And because I thought that was Odin that showed up because you didn't see his hammer at first. You saw his eye. And oh, you're I, talking about whenever Freya does the thing. No, no, I'm talking about um, when uh, Loki Earth, when Thor shows up to the door, you just see his eye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you didn't see his hammer until the wind blew his cape back and you saw the hammer sitting in his waistline. Um, so I think that the second game is going to be the storms uh, that come of Ragnarok. And I think that. At the end, you're going to be facing off against Thor, maybe Freya, and something's going to happen, and we're going to see Odin, and then, of course, Hela, and Ragnarok will begin. And that's, I think that this is how this trilogy is going to go. I kind of hope it goes that way, because it sounds interesting. We'll see, because it's actually of. a very similar arc, but handled way better character development-wise, as to what goes on throughout the end of, because, uh, you know, the you're, bu- you're building up to the beginning of the end, which is the which is what Ragnarok is. Right. Um. And so it's one of those things where if they do that, it's it's following a similar arc, which would be interesting, but now you're seeing Kratos take a very different role in that arc. Uh, I would be okay with that. And now I'm, I'm curious if it's going to be a trilogy or if it's going to be uh, uh, two games. And I don't want them to make a trilogy for the sake of making it a trilogy. But I think they could fit a but good I think they could. narrative in there. Now, what I'm going to end this all on, because I think that we've talked about enough of the spoiler stuff, I mean... The moments are fine, but yeah. uh, the moments are like a big deal. And I want to, I mean, those aren't even worth talking about. I mean, you know, if you experience them, and I think that you build your own connection with, with Atreus through it uh, or Trace, whatever. Uh, but that being said, uh, what I, I'm almost curious to see if, if Corey leaves this, because he said he still doesn't know if he wants to make another one right now. Oh, or not. I hope he does. But here's the thing is if he leaves this, whoever comes in has got big shoes to fill, right? And they won't. I don't think but, they'll do it. 
I feel like as a writer, and I get this on uh, from any as an artist, when you put out something that is this monumental, monumental, mental. it's this praised for the specific element in which he was the most important factor in, right? Which is the narrative and story and what he was trying to do, his you, vision for what you were going to experience. You can't take so, that away. How can well? What is that pressure going to do for him as a writer? How is he going to make a second game? And not oh, feel sure like he, can. he can't, and not feel like he's constantly in his own mind, be like, I have to top myself. Well, see, and that's I, already what this was. I think, but it was easier goal for him to top his work on God of War two because God of War two did not have the, the most amazing narrative. story in the world. Yeah, I think it actually had the worst out of the first three games, from what I've seen, and from what I, I played too. I've watched uh, pretty much the ending of three. I, I think two was the weakest. What's funny is he did he did do the story of Ghost of Sparta, which is my favorite story so far. Well, um, oh, his favorite story before this game, right? Yeah. yeah, I think that what I think that what everybody should understand and they they probably know is that this being such a good entry that this is just the introduction, and that the next game may not be able to top it because it's not the same type of experience. You're not getting to know these characters, but instead you're taking the emotions that you've that you've pretty much earned and you've and you've come across with these new characters you're taking these emotions and you're you're carrying with you to this next journey and i think that's what's going to make the second game so good is that you're going Maybe. through these new hardships but i just hope that we don't see this, i don't i just hope we don't see what they call the sophomore slump where when you come back well, for your second there's something inevitably and that could weaker be. There, about there's it. always there's always just right before the biggest climax there's always just the smallest lull and that could be it and, and the, what's crazy is that it's still probably going to be a fantastic game, just not I'm sure, as good as the I'm first sure, one. I'm sure, but I will say this much. Based off of the experience I've had with the first one, my hype for this game was already high. My hype for the second is going to be so hard to contain. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm that's really curious be crazy. if Detroit can dethrone this. I highly doubt Detroit can. As much as I... As a whole package, I don't see it, to be dead honest. Did as a story... demo? It's, well, I, you, I played you, it at PSX, yeah. so I didn't need it to. Was, it was fairly strong. No, uh, no, I, I I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and it... it Doing the whole flow chart thing was interesting for yeah, sure. But so. I may go into that more on uh, episode 57 of Triangle Squared. Okay, yeah. You With guys that know being where to said, find us. Yep, and if you have any thoughts on this, like we said, if you're watching on video, let us know your thoughts in the below. I mean, uh, now make sure that the comments are spoiler-free. If you want to talk spoiler, you can hop into our Discord chat, which we have uh, linked into our YouTube videos. We'll make sure it's linked into this one as well. And it's on our Twitter. And what we'll do from there is we have a God of War discussion channel that is about to open up into a full spoiler channel. Uh, we wanted to give everybody at least a little bit of time, but now we're going to make a, a straight-up spoiler channel. If you want to talk spoilers in there with us, you can. You want to talk spoilers with other fans and, uh, of the game or other our listeners you can do that too share in within the community uh but with that being said this has been triangle squared thank you 10 out of 10 you guys <laughs>